Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by Cindy Halson, Chief Data Strategy Officer at ThoughtSpot, and we're going to be talking a little bit about driving data adoption and empowering the data team to fuel company growth. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. A pleasure to be here. A pleasure to have you, Cindy. I, wa- I wanted to kind of preface today's episode by kind of asking you a little bit about your your background. You know, what, what's been your career path? How did you find yourself as the data strategy officer at ThoughtSpot? And what challenges does ThoughtSpot help solve? Sure. So my career in data and analytics began about 30 years ago, actually in Switzerland. And maybe I should say a little closer to home to some of your listeners in a neighborhood outside London, Slough, <laughs> where I took oh, some of my, yeah, I, I took some of my first technology classes on Novell networking, OLAP even, and Oracle database management systems in Slough. I would travel to the UK for these uh, classes while, while I was working for Dow Chemical in Switzerland. I can still tell you, I have had the best Mississippi mud pie ever in this little restaurant in Slough. So, <laughs> but back to data Good and child, analytics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was not at a fish and chip shop. Uh, I, I will declare that. But I, uh, f- after Dow, I worked for Deloitte & Touche for a while in Texas and then started my own business, the BI Scorecard, and wrote four books in the space, taught for the Data Warehousing Institute, later joined Gartner, leading the research related to the BI and analytics magic quadrant, as well as the IT score maturity models, and then joined ThoughtSpot three and a half years ago as the chief data strategy officer. Nice. All right. Thank you for that. So obviously we're here to talk today a little bit about, you know, using data to, to fuel company growth. My, my kind of first question on this is, you know, how can businesses really start their analytics journey? And what are some easy wins versus long-term efforts that they can uh, find? Yeah, and I would also preface this, Matt, with saying that many organizations, if you're a large enterprise, you already have an approach to data and analytics. If you're a startup, you might just be trying to run your business on spreadsheets. So I'll divide it by these two perspectives. And the large enterprises, we know that the pandemic and this volatile economy has accelerated the need for data-driven insights. And yet many organizations are mired in technical debt and in legacy processes where data remains locked up in the hands of a few data experts. And the value proposition of ThoughtSpot is really to enable every person in an organization to access the data in a very, very easy way. It's Think of it as like a Google for numbers. And we know from research from Harvard Business Review 
that when frontline workers, so this could be the store manager at a retail store, or it's the merchandiser, or in healthcare, it's the doctor or the hospital administrator. When they empower these frontline workers, they are able to improve the revenues, increase operating efficiencies. And for the data analysts, it gives them the joy back in their jobs because they're not working on low-value requests. So that's where I would think of it for um, enterprises, why that matters. Does that make sense or should I go on to startups? Okay. So startups, I think small businesses have tried to do analytics, or I would say it's been more reporting, and they rely on the reports that come from their transaction system provider, or they dump the data into a spreadsheet and do analysis there. And that really, um, it doesn't reveal the patterns in your data And it doesn't let you get to the higher value questions. So looking at answering why, why did this happen? Why did this customer churn? Um, Or even getting to the predictive and the prescriptive. Should I send a coupon to this particular customer? Am I likely to have a stock out for um, this organization? And so I'll give you an example of a, customer from the UK that I recently hosted on the Data Chief podcast, The Modern Milkman. And they talk about how, yeah, they were running their business on spreadsheets and they implemented a modern data stack using Snowflake plus ThoughtSpot. And they were able to get to the insights about the best customers, but also lower their customer acquisition costs from 29 pounds to 29p. That that is a huge difference when you think about efficiency, which we are all focused on in this volatile economy. Mm, Yeah. And I I guess a good question to kind of ask in relation to that is, you know, tell me a little bit more about today's modern data stack and how, how has it kind of evolved from the more traditional technology stack? Yeah, so traditional technology, on-premises, closed, proprietary, (laughs) hard, hard to use. Um, The modern data stack is born in the cloud and open and interoperable. So the biggest thing that it enables is you can rapidly trial, prototype, build, and scale using best of breed capabilities. So if I go back pre-cloud five, 10 years ago, customers might have preferred to buy from a full stack vendor, whether it was Oracle or Microsoft, thinking that they would get interoperability between the different components of the analytics workflow. So think data ingestion, data storage, compute, and then let's say dashboards or BI reports. Now, the best of breed, you can choose. Do you want for ETL, Fivetran or Matillion for the database? Do you want Snowflake or Google BigQuery or Amazon Redshift? For the BI presentation tier, this is definitely where ThoughtSpot would play. But if you also want to surface predictive models, you can call that 
from if you want to be using open source R or if you want to be using something like Data Robot. So it's open APIs. Um, and, and the other thing is no data movement. So a lot of the first generation analytics products would use their own in-memory engines and take data out of, let's say, an Oracle or a Teradata. So products like Click and Tableau have their own in-memory engines to get it performance. In a cloud data platform, you don't need and you actually shouldn't be moving the data to get to good performance. Mm, yeah, and I think you, you touched on the fact that, you know, the market has undergone radical changes in the past few years. Um, where and how do customers find complementary solutions to build on, you know, especially with, you know, some of the economic difficulties that you uh, mentioned? Yeah, and that's where I think anytime you're going to embark on a change, so whether you're modernizing an existing tech stack or trying to get out of spreadsheet chaos, I I recommend take a baseline. What are your metrics today? But it's it's the value proposition has to be about aligning to business outcomes. So modernization for modernization is you're going to get some value, but that's not where the biggest benefit is. And in a tight economy, this is where your modernization efforts will come under greater scrutiny. So you want to be able to say, yeah, here's the savings that we might have going from on-premises closed data stack to a modern data stack in the cloud. But really, if you say, here are the operating efficiencies or the revenue potential that we can capture going to the cloud. So align to the business outcomes. And then all of these products you can find in the various marketplaces, whether it's in the um, Google Marketplace or um, the Amazon Marketplace, they're all available. You can easily spin up at any of these products in these different marketplaces. Got it. Got it. So, so what kind of successes are you know your customers at ThoughtSpot? Um, what what are your customers finding, and where can business analytics leadership take us in solving you know some of the more major problems of our time? Right. So, Matt, I want to answer this question on two levels. One, the industry level, what we know from industry surveys and trends, and then I'll give you a couple specific examples from some customers uh, in your part of the world. So if we look at an industry trend, um, we collaborated with Harvard Business Review on a survey, the new decision makers. And from this survey, we know 87% of the business executives said their organizations would be more successful if we democratized data and analytics. This really is about empowering the frontline decision makers. And there's a correlation with higher revenues. Now, the volatile economy, the innovations in cloud technology has widened the gap between analytics leaders, so people that organizations that were already digitized and transforming before the pandemic versus those that are trying to catch up. And we know that the difference in revenues between leaders and laggards, according to a study from Accenture, is two to three times. 
or the revenues. Or if I think about profitability, a study from Kearney and Melbourne University, 81% potential profit improvement. And I think that's huge. Some are saying, well, you know, should we settle for good enough or it's too hard? There's people change, there's technology change, there's process change. Our leaders don't get it. And this is where I really love some of the work in this book called Radically Human, where they studied organizations that were later to transformation. And they call them the leapfroggers. So it's really a compressed transformation in the last two years. And these leapfroggers grew at four times the rate of the laggards. And they had a higher revenue growth than even the top 10% of organizations, the analytics leaders. So for those of you listening out there, if you haven't started, there is still hope. I want you to be (laughs) a leapfrogger. Um, And some of the organizations that, um, again, I would say some of these, they were well on their way before the pandemic, but um, Schneider Electric, huge um, organization that uses ThoughtSpot to manage and optimize the most valuable resource, our people. And so we think about the great resignation or the great reshuffle, as some are calling it. How do you identify your best performers and retain them? And, um, and because they had already started on this modernization, prior to 2020, even when we had the social injustices that played out throughout um, the last two years, they were able to report more quickly on their um, DEI efforts, their diversity and inclusion efforts. They had that data ready. Uh, Another organization in the hospitality space from the UK, Harry, they've been able to win new customers because they give better self-service analytics to hospitality workers. Or I think, Matt, you were at Big Data London recently, and we had a customer, Huel, in um, the, the, let's say, healthy food eating category, again, um, performing, outperforming uh, the industry. So those are just a few from your part of the world. Yeah, lovely. I think I think you've brought up some great examples there, and it, it kind of is a is a bit of a testament in terms of you know how far we've actually come. Um, my, my kind of last question for you is, Cindy. You know, where is all of this going, and what comes next in the evolving digital transformation? You know, centered on data and the power of analytics. Yeah. So, what comes next? Where is all of this going? You know, if so, I I <laughs> I grew up as the daughter of a disc jockey, and I think about how we used to have that one disc jockey was the only way you could hear your favorite songs on the radio. And now I think about Spotify and how I can come up with my own playlists, and I have that long tail of musicians. It's not just. Um, in the hands of the few powerful record labels. And the same applies to data. So right now, the industry average for in any company, if if you have 100 employees, only 25 of those employees have direct access to data. 
And as we think about how the economy, really the digital economy is now the economy, where all our interactions, I order something online, I ask for a taxi, even the black cabs now, it's not just Uber, I can um, see where they are, how long my wait time is, and request it through an app. All our interactions are digital, and that is data. And so making sure that data is in the hands of every employee and even beyond as you work with consumers, customers, suppliers. So across that whole value chain, this is where every worker will be a knowledge worker and that um, that ease of use uh, data will be accessible through a consumer-grade easy app on your phone um, or on your desktop. The technology is there. The people and processes and change management and culture is what we need to do a little bit more work on. But that's where the industry is going. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like your kind of, um, you know, optimistic attitude towards that as well. Um, uh, all right. Wait, wait. So does that mean you you're then... a pessimist, Matt? Uh, push back <laughs> by all means. <laughs> <laughs> not, not necessarily. I just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I like where it's going. I like where it's going. Um, my, my final question for you today, uh, Cindy, uh, daughter of a DJ, uh, what's your favorite song right now? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was uh, thinking of fun classics. So cool in the gang, celebrate good times. Um, good. Yeah. Cool to the gang, song of the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of your listeners will be like who who, who the heck is that um i like mumford and sons don't, don't, too don't i feel like i should go we, more we modern some, we want some cool cats <laughs> listening <laughs> okay good <laughs> <laughs> lovely all right cindy thank you so much for joining us today it was really great to get your insights into today's topic likewise matt thank you for having me no worries and, and thank you to everyone listening as well We hope you took a lot away from today's episode, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to thoughtspot.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.